Hello and welcome to the Go Encourage podcast where I talk to real people about real life, trying to gain some insight into their experiences around building courage. Today I'm joined by Jessica Diamond who is an artist and a Bollywood violinist. She has performed in front of members of the royal family and the king of Bollywood himself, Shah Rukh Khan. I'm really excited to talk to her, so let's get started. Welcome, Jessica, to the Go Encourage podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited that you're joining us today. I'm really excited about what you have to bring to the table. So um, shall we get started? Yes, let's. Brilliant. So your name's Jessica Diamond. Yes, that's my stage name. Your stage name. Okay, so you have a... You have two names. Do you have a dual identity? Uh, well, Crabtree was sort of used uh, in my younger years. And then when I wanted to rebrand myself mm-hmm. in the direction of where I wanted to go with my musical career, I decided on the name of Jessica Diamond. Cool, strong. Yeah. Like it. Uh, do you know what Jessica means? No. So how did it look to see? It, it's, it's got Hebrew origins and it oh. means to have foresight. Interesting. Interesting. Do you yeah. feel like you're a person who has foresight? Yeah, very driven. Okay. Yeah. Very so driven. Kind of, yeah. Can you let me know where you're from? Let people who are listening know where you're from, where you grew up. I grew up in Bristol. Mm-hmm. So I'm a West Country girl. West Country. Yeah. Um, and then went to U- a uni in Leeds mm-hmm. and then came to London. What did you study at uni? Popular music composition. Amazing. Yeah. So I wanted to be a writer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Songwriter. No, a uh, film writer, film, film music. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Who's yeah. your who's your favorite sort of mm. composer? And- Hans Zimmer is pretty epic, isn't he? Love yeah. But there are many, many that I mm. inspire. Mm. Oh, I love Hans Zimmer. Can you think of one of your faves off, off the top of your head? Do you know what? I'm probably going to get this wrong, but inter- the film Interstellar. Interstellar, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm trying to learn that at the moment on the piano. Are you? Yeah. The organ part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just gets you. It does. Yeah. And it's like, I think it's like a progression of just four chords. I think it's four or five chords. And it's yeah. just, I think he played it for his son. It was a story behind it. Um, I don't know if that. It's really interesting, but I can't remember what it was. So let's move on. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so you grew up in Bristol. Um family siblings yes i have two elder brothers okay and my father is a professional viola violin player oh so music in the family yes so my mother just enjoys music Mm -hmm. but she kind of sings now and again um but yeah as my father played at the age of four he gave me the violin wow yeah and then my eldest brother he was given the violin Mm -hmm. but then he chose the guitar and my other brother um played the cello but then gave that up later in life. Okay. So I'm the only one that has taken music as my and carried it yeah, professional career. Amazing. Yeah. What kind of what kind of music are you are you playing? What are you into? Um professionally, sorry. Right. So Bollywood music is Bollywood music. What I do. Sorry, I'm really excited. <laughs> that's how that's how I found out about you. Yeah. I was like, hang on, this is unusual. This is mm, It is unusual. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favourite Bollywood song? Oh my gosh. Um I have like a top three. Okay, go I on then. So one is um, one is Kuch Kuch Hota Hai, the main yeah. theme song. Uh, another one is from a film called Dilwale Dilhaniya Le Jayenge, which is like um, I think I've seen you play. It's um, which one's that? Tujhe Dekha. Yes. Yes. And then tough third one is probably Mahobate. Yeah, Mahobate. Yeah, yeah, love that. 
and I've seen you play all three of them. In yeah. fact, that's what came up on my Instagram. I was like, that's my song. That's no way. Song. What's going on here? What's going on? And then I think we sort of connected, didn't we? During the pandemic, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Cool. And, and your brother, if you don't mind me asking, guitar, is what genre? Oh, he just plays as he feels. Okay. Um, he just enjoys music. Nice. Yeah. He's actually a model. Is he a model? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go brother. Cool. And he's, he's yeah. enjoying, does he enjoy that? Yeah, he's like, he has been the face of Fat Face. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a like clothing brand, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the surfer kind of. Oh, vibe. yes. Um, I went to Dubai in February with my family mm-hmm. and we stumbled, I stumbled across my brother in, um, on a billboard yeah what was in that a like? shop yeah it was hilarious yeah <laughs> mum and dad had a photo with him in the shop nice funny, yeah. like it yeah parents must have been proud <laughs> yeah um so when you were growing up let's go back to i don't know around the 10 year old mark give or take was this something that you inspired to be when you when you were older i always wanted to be a pop star okay so i wanted to be a singer mm-hmm. um because Growing up, starting at four with the violin, I was trained classically. Mm-hmm. So I had to do my grades and my scales and I absolutely hated it. I was just being drilled into this conditioning. Um, and I always struggled at school playing concertos with an orchestra, a mm-hmm. solo, because it was all this quick technical stuff. And I'm just not a technical player. Right. I'm more of a feeler. Yeah. Um, and then I don't really know why I wanted to be a pop star, but I just did. And I did dancing as a kid. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I went to university and did composition. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have changed my course a bit. All within the musical sort of sector though, isn't mm-hmm. it? And trying to find your way through. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and so how did you end up? Well, no, let, let's just say, what do you do now? What is it specifically that you do now? I perform at Indian weddings mm-hmm. every week. Every week? Yeah. Do you love it? I love it. I really do love it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And then, so how did you end up doing that? Like to go from where you were, you know, technical and all the rest of it, not mm-hmm. enjoying that. And then mm-hmm. now ending up doing Indian weddings. Like how? Um, so going to university, I was in the environment of bands. Mm-hmm. Um, I did do my string quartet. I did do my string orchestra to keep that going. Um, but then I started playing in bands. So the environment changed. And then I started to use my brain because I didn't have any music to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sort of stepped out of the box through uni. And the reason I got into Bollywood was because I was in a electric violin duo with another lady. Okay, electric and violin. Okay. Yeah, it's, you know, do you remember Scala who went on yeah britain's got talent or x factor okay. or something yeah and yeah, they yeah. played the violins yeah, yeah electric yeah. it was sort of like that but we were a duo wearing uh, glitzy outfits mm-hmm. we flew to all the thompson gold hotels in canary islands um and i had to remember a full hour's performance by memory wow. so that helped my growth stepping away from music Mm. um she asked me to do a gig in manchester which was an indian wedding and at that gig was a singer and his agent the singer asked to do a collaboration with me terry meri okay which went viral on youtube and then the agent saw an opportunity with me and i just started walking brides down the aisle to their favorite bollywood song in indian attire amazing and it just snowballed and how did, like, for you, was Bollywood a thing for you? Or is it just know. that was the first time you did it? I didn't and... know anything about Bollywood. Wow. Yeah. So I always say, short, long story short, it chose me. 
as cliche as it like sounds. It. Like it. Yeah. It's, I mean, like, you know, I'm, I was born here, but my parents are from India. Mm-hmm. And so there's been, you know, a culture of like watching Bollywood movies growing up, etc. I, I, to be honest, I don't anymore. But yeah. And, and so there's a real richness to the music. This it's, mm-hmm. this so, you know, Indians are known for being a bit dramatic. And I think there's a lot of drama in the, in the music. It's be- it kind of kind of captures you doesn't it It really does Mm. and I don't understand the language albeit I've been in the industry for just over 10 years Um, but I can understand melodically Mm. how the emotion is being portrayed Mm. and it is absolutely stunning the instrumentation that's used Mm. because it is different to western style I'm in awe with the music and that's why I love my job Mm. and I love seeing people's reactions with when I play because obviously I I can't play in traditional eastern violin style because I wasn't trained Mm. so I try to do the feel of the sliding but then again I found my artistry through Bollywood music Mm. because I've adapted the sound to how I can do it through my style yeah it makes sense and you're it's such a unique thing to see as well someone from if you don't mind me saying outside of the culture coming in and embracing the music Mm -hmm. um, with so much heart um, and then I've seen a couple of collaborations with, is it, I can't remember his name, like the piano. Bav. Bav, Yeah, that's right. Bav Royal Keys. Yeah, so yeah. it's really, really cool. Um, it is lovely to collaborate with others mm. instead of playing to backing tracks, because that's generally what I do. Sure. You get a different energy experience when you collab. Mm. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. Um, so it sounds like you... Sometimes we have guests on the show who kind of like on the show, on the podcast, that um, they, they come and, you know, they were going off in one direction and completely ended up in a different direction. But it sounds like there, there was a journey that you went on um, to get to where you are now. And it mm-hmm. sounds like you found something that couldn't really be planned. Like you said, it found you, right? Yes. Um, it took me about six years to find my sound as a musician. Mm-hmm. I was on this heart longing journey because I want Jessica Diamond is the sound of me of my style of music mm-hmm. that's how it started right um because I didn't want to be um seen as a leggy blonde violinist playing the violin because mm-hmm. that's where I come from doing the right. whole glitzy cabaret mm-hmm. act I wanted music uh, people to appreciate the music mm-hmm. not the person playing it right so I'd gone on this really uh, interesting journey Obviously, then going into Bollywood, um, they dress, you know, elegantly and Mm. classically. Mm. And it just helped my journey to where I am now and my sound. Yeah. Love it. It all just bleeds into one. Yeah, absolutely. Because... did you did you start off doing something else as a side hustle? Uh, sorry, this is a side hustle, and maybe you were doing something a else. A job? Yeah. No. You didn't. You just went straight no. into it. I just literally moved to London with eight hundred pounds mm. in my savers yeah. and said, "This is it. This is what I want to do." There yeah. was one point where I sold my car because I couldn't pay my rent. Wow. Yeah, it, it was that. You, you know, went bad. all out. I did. That's amazing. Because rent is just so expensive. Mm. Um, but then the momentum kicked up, so I did Sharuk Khan, yes. and then oh it just, yeah. yeah just mental Shark I, didn't know, massive, he, I massive. didn't know who he was he's like king khan isn't he yeah. he's like the biggest bollywood star yeah how did that happen um through asian british music okay. so he's an agent mm-hmm. who helped my journey come back so when i started in leeds mm-hmm. doing bollywood mm-hmm. i then took two years out because on this journey that i was on 
I wanted to be an artist. I didn't want to be a fly on the wall. Mm-hmm. And doing drinks receptions, you're just there playing background music. And no yeah. one's really truly listening as such. Sure. They're all catching up with each other. So I just felt, you know, this isn't my purpose. I want to be an artist. Hence why I wanted to be a writer and mm. be known for my sound. Mm. So um, I took two years out. I wrote an album which didn't take off because I didn't really invest into, you know, media and all that kind of thing. Um, And then I decided, well, I want to be in London. I want to be independent, move out from home. So I did. And Jatinda from Asian British Music started getting me gigs. Mm -hmm. So that enabled me to, yeah, to pursue the career in Bollywood. And I let go then of the whole composition because I wasn't earning any money Mm. as much as money. Yeah. And that's tricky, isn't it? When you when you when you have a passion for something, and then there is a business element to it mm. as well, and the two have to kind of work hand in hand in order to yeah. to become successful. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you found the balance. Yeah, because now I'm known. I'm mm. known for my craft. Yeah. So that artistry, you know, longingness that I've been looking for, mm. has now over the years become reality yeah i love that yeah well did you get to speak to sharik khan if you don't mind me asking um very briefly okay. uh because obviously it was a high qualified high qualified gig high profile gig yes i wasn't told who he was oh. so i knew princess sam was going to be there but i didn't know about him mm. and then the picture that's on the internet of us mm. he um literally came up behind me and you can see like i'm grinning so much because he put his arm around me and post for a photo so i got a bit shy um but yeah we just briefly had a chat and like i don't know millions of uh asian women just completely became jealous in that moment (laughs) do Do men do as well fair fair yeah he's a he's a big icon he's huge like really big really big on the introvert extrovert scale i think i might be able to guess this yeah where would you say you are? Extra. Okay. <laughs> and is that is that does that serve you well in 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 the industry? Absolutely. You I mean you have to be confident mm. to um, grab people's attention, I guess. Um, but then again, I do get shy when I play. Okay. Yeah, it's not that I'm always confident. There are some some moments where maybe some women are looking at me and they're having a little chat. I'm thinking, oh God, are they? Have I done something? Is, is something wrong with the way I look? Mm-hmm. Um, so then I, you know, get anxiety a bit. Um, Can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. What? So, so is it is it worried worrying about what they think? Mm-hmm. Is it more self reflection? You know, like you said, is something wrong with my outfit? What what happens? What? Yeah, I don't know. I just get a bit nervous that um, I feel maybe sometimes I'm being judged because obviously okay. being a white person playing Indian music, mm-hmm. um, I have come across sort of jealousy or um, bad energy, negative karma. Okay. Um, because obviously in some religions, music isn't allowed. Mm-hmm. And obviously I've been booked to play at a wedding sure. and um not everyone that attends a wedding agrees with music Mm um so yeah there have been some situations that i've experienced that have triggered anxiety within me and what would you say uh, you did or you do to kind of you know overcome that barrier when those things happen i take a deep breath okay and i go look in the other direction (laughs) (laughs) look the other way Yeah, yeah um but my eyesight will always go back to to think, oh, are they smiling yet? Sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, okay. 
but then again I do talk to my partner or a friend afterwards just to say this happened and then they all say you know you're you're great don't mm. worry they'll just reassure me yeah um yeah that's but, really key sorry just no, go on. like the reassurance mm -hmm. it's such a big part of grounding yourself isn't it totally um, different from you know uh, empty words oh you're great you're this that, and the other. that's something that's something else right but mm -hmm. when, when you actually have reassurance from people who know you mm -hmm. it actually you know t gets you back off that you know that ledge let's say or, yeah absolutely know, yeah yeah that's good i'm glad to hear it and the breathing as well yes really important yeah you have to because i'm there to give a service mm. and i can't allow this emotion to rule me yeah because um one of the main things i have to do is smile mm -hmm. and if i'm having a low day it is hard yeah. it's hard to put a fake face on yeah because i'm a real person i'm very honest with my feelings mm. and as a person i you know i'm kind-hearted i just want the best and i see the best in everyone and mm. then if i'm having a bad day i'm like <laughs> yeah i think it's been said that if you smile even if you force a smile, yeah. your brain can't tell the difference or your body, I don't know if it's brain, part of you can't tell the difference mm -hmm. um, between a real smile and a fake smile. Mm -hmm. So that you still invoke the same signals right. within yourself, yeah. which I, I think is quite interesting. It is, yeah. I often tell the videographers or photographers, I say, you've got to make me smile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've got to make me laugh. Do a little dance behind the camera <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Have you ever taken the love languages test? Yes, I have. You have. Where mm. did you, what were your top two? Oh my gosh, I can only tell you my top one. Top one? Which is quality time. Quality time. Yeah. Do you know what's really interesting about that as well is that you do weddings and that is one of the most, you know, special days. I didn't even think of that. And, you know, you, for the bride and groom at yes. the very least, but yes. for families as yeah. well, blending together and, and spending that time together mm -hmm. and celebrating and stuff like that. And it's yeah. all, you know, I know there's a lot of work involved and there can be a lot of stress and party planning and all the rest of it but there is there are those key moments where you just have that quality with each other isn't it it's, mm. it's amazing that's so true i put a post on my instagram quite a while ago you know the um the film 27 dresses i don't think i've seen that one. okay so basically it's this woman that is a bridesmaid at all of the weddings she's never the bride okay and i just it's like is it jennifer Anifer, jennifer lopez or not jennifer, jennifer lopez. aniston or something no, like that? there's no. a it's a blonde girl okay i'll share it with you later right, okay but um i just it's the same concept that i'm the violinist that plays at all the weddings but i'm never the bride, you're never the bride. <laughs> yeah. okay. and i have all these outfits as well that's so funny i do want a film to be made about it it just would be quality would you play at your own wedding um to break out yeah like, i think i would oh that'd be yeah that'd i don't know if i want to get married okay fair yeah let's explore that yeah in a minute okay <laughs> um <clears throat> would you say you lean to oh gosh i don't know if i should ask you this question i feel like i can guess this one as well do you lean more to your logical side or your emotional side oh my goodness i guess it depends what kind of situation i'm in okay i think i am more emotionally driven mm -hmm. um and that as i need because my partner is a Capricorn and he's very grounding for me because I'm a Libra okay. and I'm all about balance. Right. And he is more logically thinking. Right. So, yeah, I think I'm more emotionally driven. Okay. And then yeah. he, he grounds you. He does, okay. definitely. And then can you pull out the emotion from him? Yes. Oh, yeah. So he good... is, yeah, he is emotionally in tune as well, but okay. I'm more romantic mm. uh, with my gestures and it's sort of... Um, with Capricorns, they choose when they can give that, if that makes sense. Interesting. Yeah. Do you know about attachment styles? 
Have you ever looked into that? I don't think I have. Okay. All right. What do you know about it? Well, it's a big topic. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk afterwards. Okay. But it's the way that you're attached to in relationships. So it'd be really interesting to see. I'll yeah. have to take that quiz. Have a little look. Yeah. Have a little look. Yeah. Um, are you a make things happen person or do you tend to go with the flow? Ooh, that is a good one. I am definitely, if I want something, I'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and going with the flow is a really gives, I've just got this huge question mark over my head. Um, I've done a lot of therapy over the years because okay. I've lived my life through love. I've mm-hmm. always been searching for my soulmate. 17 years I've been looking. And uh, where am I going with this? Well, through the journey of therapy, um, whenever something goes wrong in a relationship and that doesn't serve me happiness, mm-hmm. I usually go the opposite direction. Right. Um, I've never really, I guess, I do believe the person I'm with now is my soulmate because I absolutely love them with mm-hmm. everything that I have. It's a different love that I've ever experienced in other relationships and so i feel like i can stay so if anything Mm. goes wrong obviously you work through it Mm -hmm. and i don't feel like exiting although i have done but we've come back together if Mm. that makes sense you've reconciled yeah yeah so it yeah does that answer your question yeah i mean i find it (laughs) i'm fascinated there's lots there's lots there yeah I like that you found a safe space. Mm. How long have you guys been together? We've been best friends for two years. Okay, all right. Yeah, which is a a different experience I've had because mm. any other relationship apart from one, I've sort of met them through online dating. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's been a great journey to get to know them mm. on a friendship level. Mm. And then romantically, it's only been since October. Okay. So oh, that's significant. Of course, that like seven, eight, nine yeah. months, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, I like, you know, I really like that you've found a space where you don't feel like you have to run away from. Mm-hmm. Or if you have had that experience, there's been enough there to bring you back and yeah. probably have the tough conversations, etc. and yeah. work through them. Yeah. Because um, we, we, it's so important to live in solitude. Mm. This is something I've learned over the past year, two Ex- years. Explain solitude. Yeah. Well, I was single for an entire year last year, which is the longest I've ever been single. Mm-hmm. And I had the best time. <laughs> and you had the best time. <laughs> because I just I didn't have anyone else to answer to I could be my free spirit because I like to be a free spirit and I just didn't feel lonely I didn't feel like I needed love from anyone else because I felt in love with the greater good mm-hmm. and I was busy with my career obviously being busy really helps because sure. you don't sort of tick around you know mm-hmm. ruminate um and then obviously being in the relationship now Although I want it to go a way that I would like it, um, it can't go that way yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to be in solitude again. I have to be happy within myself, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just so important. People don't quite know what solitude is because we have all these gadgets and distractions, mm-hmm. 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 you know. When was the last time you went grounding? Mm-hmm. Right? Grounding? Yeah. Do you know what a grounding no. is? <laughs> I was like, hmm, what hmm? is that? What? What, what? When you when you go barefoot on the ground. Oh, okay. Yeah. When was the last time? Oh, you when did I go that? back <laughs> on the grass. <laughs> so you know we don't. No, I agree connect. with you. I, I think I'm just wrapping my head around because you use the word solitude, and, and then when you've explained it, I've kind of understood where you're coming from, mm. and I would call that sort of um, being in love with yourself, yes. self care, yes. being comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. Um, 
it's almost like we rely on people for the thing that is already within us mm-hmm. um, and we if we turn up for ourselves uh, I like that you said the greater good because I also think that there's a greater good mm-hmm. you know um, people have labels I'll say God um, but in terms I'll of I'll say universe you say universe yeah. and so for me it's like there is there is something that we all have in common you kind of referenced uh, that it's in animals but humans as well in that we we all want to love mm-hmm. right and we all want to be loved um, and I think it starts with loving ourselves yes which can sound really selfish in one way it could sound really out there in another way um and i think it's really important because then you're not looking for full messing up my words there you're not looking for fulfillment in another person person. out of source yeah i think it's really important and not a lot of people do the work so Mm. well done you Mm. for but it goes back to the point where I, I enjoyed my life better mm. when I have a physical form of energy. Sure. So I'm still in the yo-yo of finding my solitude. Sure. Um, but yeah. But you turn up as you. Mm-hmm. And then you can have that, you know, that opportunity, I would say, that connection with another person where you're not now controlling them to be what you want them to be yeah. and they're not controlling you. Yeah. You're turning up as Jessica yeah. and they're turning up as, you know, whoever. And, yeah. and you're able to see where that goes, the ups and the downs, you know. Mm-hmm cool mm. i don't know where we, we started with I that question know. but we got to a cool place <laughs> <laughs> so talking about self-love right is is there a compliment that's been said about you that was meaningful that i have a pure heart that you have a pure heart yeah do you remember who said it um obviously my partner yeah. and some other close friends of mine which i believe are light workers okay light workers yeah I can't move on without asking you <laughs> what you mean. Well, I believe a light worker basically has a connection to the higher good. So connection to the universe, to mm-hmm. the angels, whatever you want to call it. And we all get downloads. We all receive downloads. You know, when you just get a, a, a thing that comes in your head, like an idea or mm-hmm. a thought, that to me is called a download. Mm-hmm. It's a download to help guide you on your journey. And I believe this is what light workers do. Okay. Yeah. They yeah. help other souls on their journey and i'm just intrigued like and and is that something that they would train in doing is it something that is a gift that you you think that they have Mm -hmm. i do well yeah you can get other forms of light workers like reiki or um uh, plant medicine healers um which are all working with the energy of the universe and the plants etc there's all forms of energy mm-hmm. um so yes people can pursue it as a career and i just feel that everyone has a certain purpose so it can be a gift and others don't generally use the gift as a job um but they are aware of what they experience mm-hmm. yeah i did um this one video on my instagram where i drove to glasgow for a gig i then decided to do some grounding and i hugged a tree and just sat at the bottom of a tree and i've been suffering with some gut issues some bloating Mm -hmm. and a follower of mine just randomly messaged me to say i didn't even say anything to her but she told me that i have a gut issue and i have a sore throat and all these kind of things and i was like wow she has been blessed Mm -hmm. with just receiving these downloads and has such an in tune connection with energy wow which is you know astonishing Mm. so that's a gift that she's been given interesting yeah 
amazing isn't it yeah i just yeah. I'm, I'm fascinated i think there's um you know i've been on a journey myself mm-hmm. and um i've seen some stuff that just science does not it just doesn't explain mm. um so it's really interesting to see how other people have you know had some experiences that are not it's hard to say not natural because i i, I believe that the supernatural and the natural kind of are, it's all connected it's hard to disconnect all of that kind of yeah. stuff but it's really interesting to see the kinds of experiences that people have um but pulling that back in a little bit that's where you got the compliment mm-hmm. uh, from a light worker yeah saying that you have what was it that a, pure, a heart. pure heart yeah do you feel like you have a pure heart well i just i do go about my life in a kind way mm-hmm. albeit yes in my past i haven't been kind sure. but i've been on a journey to get here yeah to understand what being kind is mm. um and yeah i just i i always see the good in people uh which others can take advantage of mm. which obviously makes me feel sick because i'm like what have i done to sort of deserve that um but yeah the most important thing is is to experience this life that we have now in the best way possible mm. yeah but it, I've gone on a journey to get here, mm. if that makes sense. Do you do you believe in? Um, this is way off topic. Okay. Well, it's kind of related. Um, do you believe in an afterlife? Do you believe in like a res, like a reincarnation? Type I believe thing? I was Indian in my past life. <laughs> yeah, I do. I really do because whenever I put a sari on or a lenga, mm-hmm. all these women just say, "You look so natural." Mm. So there's got to be something. You know how some people might look like a rabbit. You know, they might have been rabbit in their past life. <laughs> and what qualifies? How do you get from going to... Do you see what I mean? Yeah. 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 Okay. That is interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, a pure heart. So that's, that's a really... That's a lovely compliment, mm. isn't it? My yeah. sister and I... Sorry, sister, for bringing this up if you're listening. Um, <laughs> but we're very different. We get on amazing. She's like one of my best friends. Aww. But um, we, 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 we go about... I guess making connections differently Mm -hmm. and so I go in like I just trust everyone and you have to prove me wrong type situation Mm -hmm. where she's the opposite okay you have to earn her her sort of trust right and um and what I found you know through doing that over decades is she's a better judge of character than I am Mm. so I have to check in with her every now and then that's good though um it's amazing you have that Hmm. I have yeah. yeah I have a couple of those kinds of people I think I need them yeah. they could be my light workers in yeah, the sense no, that absolutely. they keep me protected and whatnot but yeah um, that's right yeah yeah otherwise I mean I I noticed in when you were, were you talking about you know having that pure heart people can take the advantage of that mm-hmm. and it actually takes some courage to to sort of show up for yourself you know going back to self-love and, mm-hmm. and stand up for yourself absolutely. and actually you know yeah. try and measure yourself in terms of your response Mm. proportionally which is always difficult Mm, the devil works in mysterious ways and you can generally see when the devil is acting Mm. so again it's there to guide you onto the right path yeah do you you believe in that do you believe there's a form oh we are so going off what we're talking about it's so interesting do you believe that there is a devil that there is a like a one formed kind of entity that is the root of all evil well, I, I just vision the yin and the yang. Mm-hmm. You have the black side and the white side, which to me is the devil and the mm-hmm. angel side. Um, so you have your good and your bad energy, yes. Mm. I don't believe there is like a a guy with horns. Yeah, sure. 
<laughs> he's got red skin yeah, yeah. <laughs> as they portray it in the, the classic sort of look yeah, yeah with the pitchfork and everything yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. it all happens for reasons i do believe it all happens for reasons there's a movie called Constantine. I don't know if you've ever oh seen gosh. it. Oh my gosh, I think I may have. Uh, it's Keanu Reeves. He plays. A, yeah. It's a comic book uh, adaptation, but it's really interesting. And I remember watching it. Um, and it and it's kind of far, forgive me if you're listening and I'm incorrect here, but it's it it finds itself in Catholicism. Mm-hmm. And one of the ideas in the film that I thought was fascinating, uh, despite being a massive Keanu Reeves fan, is um, the idea of and it ties in with what you're saying. Of, of angels and demons um, feeding you thoughts, mm-hmm. but not having any, actually any power over you. Mm-hmm. So you're the person who has the free will mm-hmm. to be able to decide what to do or mm-hmm. how to act, but they actually whisper things into your ear. You see it, you know, I know it's a piece of art and yeah. it's take, you know, it's artistic license and everything, but I just thought visually it was a really interesting idea that you get these, you know, like you see those cartoons as well with yeah. the devil and angel, but it's up yeah. to you Absolutely. which way you go. And that actually defines your character more yes. than they do. I think yeah. it's really interesting. It is interesting. Mm. And we're, we're told that our mind is our thinker mm-hmm. when actually our gut is our mind. Do you know what? Th- this is coming out. What is? As in that's coming out quite a lot now. Like oh, yeah, people yeah, are yeah. really seeing that in science yeah. as well in terms yeah. of, um, you know, what you put in here mm. actually has a massive impact on your mental health and it the way is. that you think. This is our engine room. Mm. Yeah. This is what keeps us healthy. Mm. Not this. And they say, and that's why they say, I'm really, uh, look, I, I, I'm talking about things I don't know a lot about. <laughs> uh, so forgive me. But, um, <clears throat> you know, they say one diet for one person won't help suit another for another person. Yes, there's DNA, there's metabolism, there's mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff to think about. But actually, the bacteria in our gut is mm-hmm. so unique to ourselves, mm-hmm. um, and it drives a lot of your function. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to kind of find a balance that works for you. Absolutely, um, always the, listen to your body. Mm, it's so important to tune in. Yeah. yeah, and as much as we can create routines and create diets and all sorts of bits and bobs, fasting, all sorts, of, which 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 a lot of them will be helpful. Is trying to work out what the balance is right for your your own body. Yeah. You know? Um, which is why it's so important to love yourself and show up for yourself and not live in a world of distraction where mm-hmm. we're not listening to yourself, but yeah. listening to the message out there. Yeah, absolutely. So we're trying to put a good message out there. Yeah. So you can listen to this message. <laughs> um, what would you say that people misunderstand about you? Oh my gosh, misunderstand. Um, all that comes to mind is... Um, people that in my past that have experienced my harsher side right um should i be scared are you gonna <laughs> no <laughs> just my my biggest flaw is fatigue okay. when i get tired then obviously my moods shift mm-hmm. and i can be a bit snappy um yeah so i think that would be the misunderstanding part of me okay um i do sometimes uh not understand fully situations mm-hmm. um and that's when I need a grounder to sort of bring me in and mm-hmm. help me understand. Yeah. Bring in a tree. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought I'd tease you a little bit. <laughs> Do you, so on that, in terms of fatigue, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're doing all these events and yeah. weddings and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Are you more of a night owl then? No. No. Okay. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Oh, well, I suppose Asian weddings aren't so late though, no. are they? No. They can, they can start quite early. So I come from a Punjabi background. So oh, really? we, you know, our wedding started at like six in the morning and then oh they, you know, go throughout, yeah. throughout the day and whatnot. But um, I'm sort of the afternoon or lunchtime slot. Okay. Yeah. 
sometimes civil ceremonies obviously start at 10 and 10 a.m mm-hmm. but i don't i specifically state in my t's and c's i do not work past 10 mm-hmm. because i suffer with fatigue sure and you might hit yeah. someone with your violin yeah. you write that like no, yeah. i'm kidding i'm kidding I'm teasing you. in terms of like routine mm-hmm. do you have like something that you put into place for your day-to-day you know some people meditate in the morning some people go for a run some people go to a gym etc mm-hmm. i'm really interested in what keeps people tick do you have one do you have something yes and no i have a routine where i have my celery juice every morning okay that's if obviously i'm at home and i'm not staying in a hotel and i've got celery in my fridge um so that's like my first thing i do in the morning obviously after i've walked jake okay so i do a bit of exercise as well um so you've woken up take jake out for a walk come back do my celery um have my um supplements because i'm vegan so Mm -hmm. i have my d3 B12 and my omega-3 mm-hmm. um and I have some garlic tablets garlic tablets. do you ever take garlic no what's the what's the garlic tablet? so I am pretty confident that your grandparents or of generation going back will have eaten raw garlic mm-hmm. in the morning okay you'll have to find I'm not out surprised. for me <laughs> yeah 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 I- it's it's like the best thing you can do for your body garlic okay um as it's a natural antibiotic mm. and it purifies and just yeah it's good for you i know it's in a lot of asian dishes as well mm-hmm. uh, i know that some people have have is it garlic or is it ginger probably turmeric. ginger turmeric yeah. as well yeah uh, what do we call it haldi i think mm-hmm. we call that yeah mm-hmm. and they're all like you know really good yeah, for you they're mm. all yeah really good so that's basically my morning routine okay. um Exercise wise, I try to run when I can, but I sprained my ankle in January, so I haven't been able to do that. What goes through your mind when you run? I don't understand runners. Oh, really? I mean, I I don't run far. I just run to sort of keep myself trim as such. Um, Yeah. But eating clean, you know, not eating refined sugar. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I'm a plant-based eater. Mm -hmm. So um, that helps keep my body weight Mm -hmm. at a stable weight okay. which is amazing because when i used to be vegetarian mm-hmm. i was like yo-yoing with my weight okay so i think that was my farting case <laughs> that's okay um okay yeah that's interesting and so in terms so 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 nutrition is important to you mm-hmm. um it sounds like that's a big part of your morning Huge, routine yeah um and then do you have any uh anything because i know we talked a little bit about self-care and self-love have do you have a go-to that maybe helps boost your mood boost your you know some people go spas mm. some people go retail therapy or whatever bed <laughs> sleep yeah good old sleep. i lack a lot of sleep mm. yeah i struggle with sleep actually okay which is really frustrating going to sleep yeah like i'll wake up in the middle of the night oh, okay. i don't quite know when it started i think it started when i moved back to london mm. and lived in my friend's house um but i don't know anyway magnesium really really helps as soon as i take a tablet i'm, I'm out oh okay yeah that's yeah so that's good so i'm obviously lacking that um but in terms of routine i have just finished a mentorship course about mm. plants and medicine right. and one of the main things that i need to bring into my routine is meditation right it's just sitting with myself tuning in and asking my body what do i need mm. to help me feel better um, and it could be when you're having a shower because mm. my routine, or my, sorry, my schedule is so hectic. I don't have much downtime. Mm. Yeah. 
That's so. good that you ca- you trying to catch a moment. So mm-hmm. I mean, shower is great, isn't it? Mm. In so terms you can of envision, you, you literally can't do anything else, right? Right. So you, you yeah. might as well fill your mind with something. I, I I tend to listen to music in the shower, but do you? yeah, all oh, right, yeah, that's good. That's really I just put good. my phone on and just like, yeah. oh yeah, 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 cool, cool. But <laughs> but when when otherwise you're just thinking about the tasks and the day ahead, and you're not actually doing anything. Mm-hmm. You're just stressing yourself. Well, no, absolutely. I don't want to project that onto you, but I'm saying yeah. for me, I get yeah. a bit like, oh, I've got to get this done, got to get that done. Mm. Music helps too remove that yeah meditation Mm -hmm. so i would say that i thought it was ridiculous i thought who came up with this this is just a waste of time Mm -hmm. um i'm not doing that it feel cringy feels you know whatever and then you do it Mm -hmm. and then you go oh my goodness this is powerful yeah um and my understanding of meditation uh, is to bring a thought, whatever it is, whether it's a piece of scripture, whether it's a quote, whether it's breathing, you know, and think, you know, focusing on one thing, but it's about bringing something to the forefront of your mind and allowing that to be your focus, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, and then that was a game changer. Yeah, it's amazing. It's incredible, especially for anxiety mm-hmm. um, uh, or I don't suffer from this, but I know that some people get very ragey about stuff mm-hmm. and it really kind of just gets you from your your sort of fight, flight or freeze state yeah. uh, into more of a grounded state where mm-hmm. you're you're thinking with the, the front of your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just saying that because if anyone's listening and they think meditation is like not worth not trying, them, yeah. try it. But there are different types of meditation. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so I did Headspace. I downloaded the app Headspace. Oh, this yeah. was like four years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was laying there and i just i couldn't get into it i was like like you say Mm. meditation is rubbish it's not for me um but then again i have found other ways to meditate Mm. so when i take jake for a walk in the morning Mm. that is a source of meditation Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. not me laying down and tuning out yeah but i'm there just switched off i'm Mm. switched off my brain Mm. is not going on Mm. um or it's i get to a gig and i get there early Mm -hmm. and there's woodland and I just go into the woods and I look up and I'm just like, wow. And Take I, your shoes off. Yeah, on the yeah, ground myself. And I just hear, I just listen mm. to the trees and the wind. I just listen. Yeah. And that is a form of meditation. Mm. Have you ever tried sound bowls? No. So I went to Camden and I bought myself a sound bowl. And although it looks really pretty and generally it's just there to look pretty. What does pretty. it look like? A sound bowl? Yeah. So it's um just a, a a copper or a brass it's a brass bowl brass 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 <laughs> brass from, from, dance from, <laughs> dance bath <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you just ping it mm. and it creates this vibrational sound but they have different pitches interesting and i being obviously a musician mm. very in tune to music and maybe because of you listening to music in the shower mm. you will re- be really responsive mm. And it is so interesting. And I was like, whoa, what is this? Yeah. I feel all fuzzy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another form of meditation. Okay. I know I know it's a big topic, isn't yeah. it? There's so many different sort of ways people can go down. Some of them could be spiritual, some of them can be, you know, functional, mm-hmm. some like you know, in terms of getting again, like moving away from here and up here. But a lot of it is around, you know, being focused or being present in mm-hmm. the moment around yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and listening to yeah. maybe your heartbeat or just the sounds around you and and it's it's experiencing life as opposed to making something happen. Sure. Um yeah. Interesting. It's beautiful. <laughs> Let's talk about courage. Okay. What comes to mind when you think of the word courage? What does it mean to um, Jessica? Um, 
I guess, coming from from a journey of darkness mm. and fear and anxiety and then coming to the present time where you feel in a good place. Mm. That's courage to me. Mm. Yeah. Can you think of an example in your life where that happened? Oh, my gosh. Um, courage. I guess pursuing my musical career and not giving up mm. because I did give up for two years. I gave up. I was like, I've had enough. I'm done. What, what was the <laughs> thing that made you think I'm done? Like I'm out of this. Because I wasn't getting what I wanted. Right. <laughs> and that's generally, I want to be this artist. Mm. Yeah. And I've worked hard, yeah. but that was only what? 24 at the time when I gave up. Mm-hmm. But then again, I created a beautiful album so what happened to that like is that still available yeah yeah yeah, yeah. where can people find that just on spotify spotify what should they look for i'll put a link in the description as well for you but um you just type in jessica diamond and i come up with my album spiral no spiral reflections is my single Mm -hmm. reflections is the album okay and what was the heart behind the music in that album oh my gosh well once you hear it it's very up and down okay so it, it just reflects my inner in a voice mm-hmm. basically and is that violin okay. it's all instrumental music right. so it it's all written for a film or for a tv jingle mm. so some tracks were would be a minute and a half mm-hmm. or they'll be five minutes long so yeah it's sort of my portfolio oh i'll check it out yeah do. when did you do that oh my gosh um i think in 2015 okay this is a long time ago sure and I'm trying to make a second album. Okay. It's just getting the time together to... Do you have a... Um, you might not want to share this because you might want to keep it close to your chest, but do you have a, a vision for the second album? Um, it's just, again, it's just a portfolio of what I write. Mm-hmm. So it's all different styles of music. Um, obviously, the first album being completely instrumental, there wasn't any lyrics or vocal songs. Mm-hmm. So this next album will have um, sort of pop tracks that are there with lyrics and things like that okay yeah interesting exciting okay i think um you know we looked at why you stepped away from it you weren't getting what you want you weren't going it wasn't going in the direction that you wanted to so how did you overcome that how did you because obviously clearly you are where you want to be now yeah how did you get from that point to to being where you want to be i'm gonna hate saying this but it was money okay yeah because I was able to actually go out and do things. Um, obviously, coming to London with 800 pounds, mm. I couldn't really do anything because that money was going to my rent. Sure. You know? Um, yeah, tell so, us a bit about that story because we yeah. paused that earlier on, didn't we? Yeah. So coming to London, yeah. you've got 800 quid mm. and you've got to sell your car. Yeah. So what you think, what's going through your head? Like what kind of state were you in when you were... Mm. Gosh, um, it was stressful, mm. obviously. Um, but I... I like a challenge. So I was just like, I can do this. This is fine. Mm. Um, And I'm a great believer in manifesting. Mm -hmm. It's quite astonishing. Mm. It only really works when you are on a certain vibration. Okay. If you are below that vibration, you need to work on yourself in order to get to that vibration, in order to achieve what you desire. So I'm very strong in believing that. So if I'm not on that particular vibration... What just so because I hear what you're saying, yes. but I just want to try and tease out okay. what that could look like for somebody. Okay, how would they know that they're not on the right vibration or how to raise their level? What kind of what are the indicators? Would you say? 
So what comes to mind is that, um, okay, so if you're in a low state of mind mm -hmm. or low energy, generally you won't attract positive mm -hmm. outsource of energy. You just reflect what you're going to get, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Okay. So whenever you're in a low vibration and you're not happy with things in life, the universe, I believe, is trying to teach you gratitude in order to then achieve how you want to get to where you want to go to, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah, sense. I don't believe you can attract 10,000 pounds if you're not in a good frame of mind because you can't just want that money. You mm -hmm. have to work to it. And mm -hmm. in that state of working, you learn so much. So there's a, there is a purpose of a lesson behind these things, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely believe that. I'm not that. sure my analogy no, was right. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And I think that, you know, there's always opportunities for growth and learning and development. Mm. Um, a better one actually is, yeah. if you want, right, so I know I said I didn't necessarily want to be married, but mm. in order to have a life partner, one has to be on a level of maturity. Sure. And that's what I mean. If you're not on that level of maturity, you're not going to get the life partner because you're not ready. Mm. So that's a better way of saying yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's good. Okay, so you so you're in. I know we took a little sidestep there, but I thought I thought it was really interesting. So you're at a place now where you felt your vibration, your energy level was at the right place now. Mm -hmm. um, and then what happened? How did you? You were talking about manifestation. Mm. You're in a stressful situation. Oh right, yeah. So just gigs just start coming in. Mm. I guess because um, when when you have that drive and that passion you do attract things mm -hmm. um, and it may not be what you want, but then again, that's the journey that you go through to figure it out. Sure. Um, and obviously being in the public eye, that obviously helps generate work. Mm. So um, word of mouth is extremely important in my line of work anyway. Yeah. And I guess being, um, being active, reaching out to people, mm. I'm here, I'm available, do you have any work? Blah, blah, blah. I didn't just sit on my ass and do nothing. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I reached out. Um, I joined um, musician groups. So I was actively socializing in a network of people mm -hmm. that could offer me work. Then again, the word of mouth, you yeah. know, would flourish. Yeah, follow you around exactly. as well. Exactly, yeah. Amazing. So that's important. Is there a book or a movie that really meant something to you that inspired you in your journey of courage? Oh my gosh. There is one film that um, I can't remember what it's called. It's an animation mm -hmm. and it's all these little characters that live in the head. Oh, um, what's it called? The sadness. Is it Inside happy. Out? Yeah, yeah, Inside yeah. Out. Inside Out. That is like the best film for courage. Absolutely. What did, you, for what, me. did, what did that speak to you? What kind of thing? Well, it's just so real, isn't it? Mm. And you can really relate to it because you do have all these thoughts in your head. Mm. Just imagine they're little people. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. doing their little rounds yeah. and knocking each other out. That's and... it. Yeah. And I just loved it. I thought it was a really beautiful rendition of emotion. Mm. Mm. So when that fear emotion rises its ugly head let's say i mean mm. i think fear is important i think it's really important oh yeah i think it's part of our you know evolutionary you know life journey we need fear it's really important it, it's an indicator that something needs to be done mm. or there's an action that needs to be taken mm. or that you actually care about something you know yeah you know the fear of having a good performance yeah and not having you know because you care if you didn't yes. care you wouldn't bother you wouldn't be scared you just just go on with it mm. um 
so fear is important but I would say when you my question not I would say my question to you is when that sort of turns up in your mind what's your go-to or what's the strategy that you use to overcome overcome fear well let's talk about it in musical terms yeah let's do that um I do get nervous before I play Mm -hmm. sometimes I don't it just depends on my energy and funnily enough playing the music just eliminates the fear Mm. um sometimes if there's a difficult passage when I'm playing then the fear kicks in and I'm like oh no am I gonna do it am I gonna make it you know Mm. um but yeah it's generally just it's changing your energy frequency Mm -hmm. and then you overcome the fear and you and do you do that consciously or do you just go i just take a leap of faith and just right i'm gonna leap go of faith. leap of faith yeah. and i guess as you do that more and more um you know you trust yourself more and more mm. that's the idea anyway yeah sometimes it is potluck because mm-hmm. i am human i'm not a robot i'm not always going to get it right mm. um have you ever been in a situation where you've like completely messed it yeah yeah and it would be back in the days where i'd be playing the concertos at school right and um totally fluffed up this passage i was just like oh my god and i was in such a mood after oh my gosh um but then coming into composition terms Mm. i took the piece of music Mm -hmm. and i sort of did a two fingers up and i rewrote it and you rewrote it (laughs) oh nice i was like well this section i'm going to do it in my way yeah you know so then i was able to um you know do it with confidence yeah yeah adapt adapt yeah but also take take charge as well you know Mm -hmm. and that takes courage to do that as well yeah either courage or arrogance but either way (laughs) you push through right yeah i am in terms of composition so i i've played by ear Mm -hmm. my whole life and my dad plays by ear wow and funnily enough all three of my children now play by ear and just recently i've started to try and learn sheet music mm-hmm. and i'm finding it so difficult okay um and some of the people that i've come across are like look if you can play by ear don't bother with sheet music but i think my this is going beyond the podcast now i'm asking for advice <laughs> but m- my heart behind it is to be able to pick up a piece of music and then be able to play it knowing that i've got it in front of me mm-hmm. and not have to rely on my own memory yeah and then just make it your own as you're playing it um good strategy yeah definitely it's growth at the end of the day Mm. i mean the more you can uh learn more knowledge you become more wisdomful and Mm. yeah you grow as a musician in that way as well this is like backwards i I know you're helping me out yeah (laughs) it just takes a long time doesn't it it does as you get older it does Mm. yeah you need patience you don't sponge as much as you would when you're younger yeah like that's a good term yeah what sponging sponging yeah sponging I was going to ask you about a couple of examples, but we've we've already done one in terms of you had to sell your car in mm-hmm. order to pay your rent, mm-hmm. and then gigs started coming in. Mm-hmm. You talked about manifestation. If if you think back to little girl Jessica, um, did you struggle with overcoming things? So the answer is, my father was extremely critical of me as okay. a musician. Right. So I battled constantly with the fact of perfection, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean. He, he is proud of what I do. He's proud of where I've come. And it's almost distorted his um, outlook on music, if that makes sense. Okay. Because being classical, um, you are conditioned. It is the conditioning. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have to play this way. Up bow, down bow, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then when you step out of the box, you have freedom to mm. roam in whatever way you want. If you make a mistake, that's just natural. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I think 
So as you're growing, you you, you broke out of that mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah. Do, do you remember what that was like, or do you remember was there a definitive moment, or yeah. did it? Oh, you do. I mean, okay. I just you just feel like, oh my god, that was so cool. Mm. Wow, it's that wow moment. It's that light bulb. And was that during yeah. a performance or just you playing at home? Or? It would, would have been during a band practice, I think. Mm-hmm. And also when I did that cabaret duo, mm-hmm. achieving, learning the, uh, what's it called? There's a piece of music that's, it's really technical. Mm-hmm. And I remembered it, off, the river dance, okay. right? It's like an Irish track. Right, yep. And I remembered it and I was like, yes, get in. Mm. You know? And that was the moment where you were like, okay, yeah, I, I can come I can away from this. the shell, the matrix or whatever, right. and, and just be free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. So if someone was listening and they were, you know, whether they're on a musical journey or some other journey, mm-hmm. um, if you were to give them a piece of advice in terms of, you know, chasing what they want, okay. I think you come from a really interesting perspective because you you know where you were going. You know that you wanted to do things outside of like being conditioned let's mm-hmm, say mm-hmm. um and now you're sitting in it you're you clearly enjoy what you do you, you you know you're blessing people with your music and you're bringing much joy to people's lives on a very special day um people at home listening you know if you were to give them a piece of advice what would it be in terms of chasing that dream planting seeds is so important mm. because you never know which vibration of that seed is going to come back. So yeah, planting seeds is really important. Going out and um, meeting people in the sector that you want to go into is important. Um, Don't put your eggs in one basket, Mm. you know. Yeah, just just be out, just go out and just, yeah, mingle. Mm. That's what I would say, I think. So I guess that would take putting yourself out there, mm-hmm. uh, overcoming some of your own insecurities mm-hmm. to be able to talk to people. Like, you, you know, you've, you've shared that you're an extrovert by nature mm. um, and not everyone's like that. No. Um, yeah. So Obviously, everyone goes at their own pace. Mm. It's important to acknowledge that and not put yourself under pressure mm. just because I am an extrovert and you may be an introvert. Sure. Doesn't mean we can't get to the same goal. Mm. It just means we go at different paces. So just being present and understanding your journey is important Mm. too. I think, so I'm an extrovert as well. And I think, you know, I wouldn't think twice about walking over to someone in a room and just saying, hey, you know, tell me about yourself. But then when I have been around people who, you know, that would be like the worst thing for them. Mm. The cool thing about this day and age is you can do it all digitally. You Mm. can reach out to people via message Mm -hmm. or email or, you know, all that kind of stuff. You have that protection, you know, as such. Um, there was one situation where I was at a gig and it was for um, the Beagle campaign, which is about animal testing. And I was performing for this thing. Mm. And um, I noticed this man was in the room at the back because I was stood at the back. And it was Sir Duncan, it's Sir Ian Duncan, Duncan Jane Smith. Smith. Yeah. I forget his name. <laughs> and he came to obviously know about it to see if he can help implement it into the government. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, he decided to leave before the end of the campaign. And um, I was like, I asked people, who is he? Because I didn't know. Mm. So my action to ask enabled me to get the confidence to go speak to him and grab him before he left. Um, but it's it's asking for outer source of help, mm. you know, that's important as well. If you yeah. are an introvert, it doesn't help to ask. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it doesn't hurt to ask. That's what I mean. Yeah, I know what you meant. <laughs> um yeah, because what's the worst that can happen? They say no. 
Exactly. And then you know better and then off you than know. you were. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't oh. see rejection as a bad thing mm. because um, my dad used the term, which I can't say because there's a swear word in it, but mm. just keep throwing mud at the wall until mm. some sticks. Until something sticks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You fail to succeed. And mm. that is just so backward. But you learn so much along the way through rejection. Mm. I mean, in the music industry, you are rejected all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And it can get you low. Sure. But then again, it, you need to use that as fight mm. to get to where you want to achieve. 100% agree. My, my kids had sports day recently. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, they were told, it doesn't matter, just do your best. And yeah. like, you know, just take part. It's not about the winning and no. stuff like that. And I come in, I was like, it is about the winning. <laughs> right. I'm like, play to win, like try and win. Right. right? And if you don't win, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like. It's all right. Life is still going to go on. Mm-hmm. You know, the clouds are still going to be in the sky. Mm-hmm. The sun's going to come out tomorrow. Aww. It's fine. Yeah. But go for it. Like, have a go, right? Mm-hmm. And if you come fourth, if you come eighth, if you come third, second, whatever, um, great. Learn from it. Yes. What can you do better next time? Yeah. And, and I think so, the point I'm trying to make with them and, 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 and with, you know, coming in line with what you're saying is actually the failure and the rejection um, gives you an opportunity to grow and learn. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm a little bit anti that whole yeah just participate you mm. know fair enough if you're with some friends you're having a social gathering you're playing some games you just want to participate fine but if you're if you you know if you love your sport or love your music or whatever push through like yeah it's worth it mm-hmm. it, it grows you you know it does yeah mm. all these famous people that like beyonce i mm. mean she has she had to learn to sing running on a treadmill in order to achieve mm. performing on a stage in front of thousands of people mm. that's a huge challenge yeah. huge i mean i can't do it <laughs> no, I, <on> a... <laughs> imagine with the violin <laughs> <laughs> there was i think in america's got talent there was someone who played the violin and i think she was dancing while she was doing it okay yeah. and i think pierce morgan he um he gave her a really like he was really she she didn't get very good feedback oh but she went on to be a really successful pop violinist um quite a young sort of person and performed with some big names and Mm -hmm. stuff like that because she actually took took it on board what was said about her um so again it goes into that whole thing about like rejection yeah take the rejection Mm -hmm. cry about it go and do what you have to do yes release the energy and then come back to the table with a solution or just Mm. go all right let's start again Mm. it's funny you mentioned that because i went on britain's got talent in like 2010 okay and i i wasn't established as my artist Mm. i was still going through my learning and trying to find my artistry. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Simon Cowell said, you won't be anything better than a wedding musician. And I'm like, well, now I'm earning great money as a wedding musician. So whatever. Take it on board. Exactly. And you love it as well. I do love it. Is that out there somewhere? Can we look? No, no. it didn't get aired. Oh, it didn't get aired. No. All right, Simon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. Like, again, you could have just gone, all right, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll pack in the violin and I'm going to mm. go and do something It else. hurt my ego. It yeah, definitely hurt sure. my ego. Yeah. But mm. now I can look back and be like, well, at least I can pay my bills. At least I can go and see places because mm. I'm earning the money and able to do those things yeah, yeah. and yeah. bringing much joy to people as you do it absolutely well, there is, is awesome. a silver lining yeah always yeah and i think that comes back down to mentality and how you you know take that information and yeah. what you do with it yeah all right um i was gonna ask you if there's people in your life that have really challenged you it sounds like your dad has mm-hmm. been a, a big driver for challenging you mm-hmm. when you were younger um you feel like that's been a positive influence looking back now over a period of years that's been a good thing i think being um conditioned in a 
disciplined way mm -hmm. is important. Mm -hmm. um, however, there are ways of uh, communicating it. Sure. So my upbringing was around anger and mm. frustration and shouty, shouty communication. Mm. And obviously that has not benefited me over the years. Hence why I've gone through a lot of therapy to mm. detune this, you know, generational programming. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there are ways of doing it, I think. Mm. But I obviously I am now the person I am through mm. that. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. If you were in my shoes, if you were running this podcast okay. and you had to ask Jessica Diamond a question, what would it be? I think it would be what's my favorite gig or best gig. Okay, thanks for the inspiration. What would be your, your, your favorite gig or your best gig? <laughs> um, it would have to be, I think, Amir Khan's wedding. The boxer? Um, yes. Oh, amazing. Yeah, it was the most guests I've performed for. So around 2,000 to 2,500. Big. It was. And obviously that meant a big stage, a big sound system. And yeah, so that was a really cool experience. Was that UK based? Yes, in oh. Bolton. Right. Yeah. Um, and I had, I think, an hour's set to perform. Um, so that was nerve wracking, but also really epically cool because it was kind of like being at an outdoor festival because mm. they have those kind of big sound systems don't they mm. yeah so that was good that was good mm -hmm. what did you feel like afterwards once it was all done Were buzzed you like, i was yeah. buzzing yeah and do you get to stay at the weddings afterwards and mingle and have some food and stuff or is it like oh, yeah, i've done my set i've got to go that kind of thing. yes i am invited by my clients to stay which is lovely yeah. um but i generally like to go in and out i don't like to keep my energy there mm -hmm. um because obviously performing i get quite tired mm. so i just want to be able to get home and chill yeah yeah get back to that sleep you're talking yeah, about get back to my bed yeah come on <laughs> i have a i have a friend of mine one of my besties he um he was at something that you performed at, actually. No way. Um, and somehow we came across the conversation and he was like, oh, there's this violinist. That, da, da, da. I was like, oh, is it? Because obviously we connected before then. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then we were like, oh. No and I think I, I, I can't remember if you remember, but I reached out and said, oh, my friend was at one of your things. And him and his wife were like, wow, this person's amazing and stuff. Like that. So, yeah, you, you, I guess that's the word of mouth again and mm -hmm. your brand doing the work for you, which yeah. is really good. Yeah. Um, so on that note, um. Where can people find you? Like if someone wanted to see what you do, yes. I know you talked about your album being on Spotify, mm -hmm. so we can put a link to that Thank in you. the description. But if someone wanted to, you know, see some of your work, what's mm -hmm. the best way to, to connect with you? So Bollywood Violin is under the name of Jessica Bollywood, mm -hmm. Jessica Bollywood Violinist. Mm -hmm. And Instagram is my sort of e-card. It's okay. the platform where everything is on there. Right. Um, so yeah, find me on Jessica Bollywood Violinist. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Jessica Diamond is under Jessica Diamond Official. Mm -hmm. I'm only on Instagram. I deleted Facebook. I deleted Twitter. Okay. Um, and my website is jessicadiamondofficial.com where you can great. see everything. Oh, great. So they can see some of your work mm -hmm. and if they wanted to book you for an event yeah. Yeah. Um, and although you do weddings you're not exclusive to weddings if there was a, no. a really cool event somewhere that yeah. they wanted yeah. to come to yeah I write music um, there are other corporate um, musical uh, groups that I have mm -hmm. um, where I actually sing um, yeah so you can see my portfolio on there amazing and i'll put a link up to that as well so Thank people you. can find you if um, anyone had a question uh, that wasn't asked today could they 
send a message yeah. on Instagram and yeah, find means. out about your journey and courage as well. Mm-hmm. I have these highlighted stories on my Instagram. So it has loads of information about my journey mm. and um, yeah, other things, information about the services I offer. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the Go Encourage podcast. Yeah, I've really enjoyed myself. Yay. Thank you. I'm glad. I um, I think we connected during lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm just throwing this in there because we talked a little bit about maybe the introverts that don't sort of reach out or, right. or manifestation. And I think I just reached out to you and I was like, I love that song, you know, amazing that you played it, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Conversation started. Mm-hmm. Um, and now what, three years down the line, here you are on here a podcast, yeah. you know, sowing seeds and seeing what comes back and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, just an encouragement to people if, you know, obviously my heart is to to build, go encourage uh, and reach out to people. So thank you so much for coming on, thank uh, you sharing your heart with us. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we look forward to, to seeing your second album. Thank you so much. Cool. All right. So, uh, really hope you enjoyed that episode and, um, yeah, you know where to find Jessica and find out, uh, about what she does and how to get in touch with her. Um, and whatever you're doing in your journey of courage, keep moving forward and keep going in courage. See you next time. Really hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you did, do let us know in the comments or you can connect with us via our social media channels where the links are available on www.goencourage.com if you haven't already you can now get a copy of the courage journal that we've put together to help you build courage on a day-to-day basis we have a paperback version and a hardback version as well links are on the website you can purchase these in the uk the us Australia, Canada, and all across Europe. So go and have a look at that. Uh, I think it's going to be a really valuable resource. All right. So until the next time, whatever you're doing, keep moving forward and go encourage.